where we demand that they line up with our standard. And it always ends in death. It always ends in the Holy Spirit leaving. It always ends in destruction in people's lives. It always ends in people backsliding and quit following the Lord. Always. That's the end result. That's the fruit of it. You can't live under man. And that's what Paul was saying. Listen, I was the least one of all of them. I was the least one of all the apostles because I persecuted the church. I drug people off. I had people killed. But I'm an apostle by God's grace. I am what I am by the grace of God. Had nothing to do with those people. Had everything to do with God. And I did more than all of them did. But it really wasn't me doing it. It was God in me doing it. Because he had settled in his heart, his calling. He had settled in his heart who he was in the Lord. Apart from what he had done. Apart from what everybody else had done. Apart of what the in crowd was saying. Now I'm going to just tell you this morning. I don't like in crowds. I don't like in crowds. I don't like in crowds that come into churches and take over churches and rule churches and dictate what there's going to, the way the church is going to be and the way everybody has to be in the church. That is not the Lord. And I want that out of this church. I want that out of this church. Where you've got a bunch of people feel like they're on the outside looking in. That's wrong. That's not the Holy Spirit. See, when I was over in Africa, I could have felt like a big outsider over there looking in. Everybody, most of the people, 99.9% were black. They're up there singing songs in Shauna. I'm standing there. They could do moves that I could never even dream of doing, you know, with their feet and their legs dancing. I could have felt like a real idiot, like, man, I don't belong here. You know, you know I can't keep up with these people. These people are so much more spiritual than me. I didn't feel any of that. You know why I didn't feel any of that? Because they didn't think any of that. Their attitude was to worship God and to bless God. And I could worship God and bless God with them. Are you all with me? Yeah. Now turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 15. I want you to get set free this morning. That's, that's really what I want. I want you to get set free. I want you to get set free thinking you've got to live up to some standard that's really not there. I want you to get set free if you, are, if you are communicating a standard to other people. That they've got to worship in a certain way. They've got to dress in a certain way. They've got to act a certain way. I want, I want you to get set free from that. I want you to quit doing that. Because it's not the Lord. It's not the Holy Spirit. It's really not. It ends in death every time. I don't like it. I don't think the Lord likes it. And here's how the Lord shows He don't like something. He just says, well, fine, just do that. But I'm not hanging around with you. Now, this is the laws concerning bond servants. Okay? This is how they dealt with when a Hebrew owned another Hebrew. Had a slave. Back in those days, they had slaves. Okay? And this was dealing with, the, you know, they had to be set free in the seventh year. And this is how the Lord told them to deal. In other words, somebody would get in debt so bad they had to go sell themselves to somebody. You know, so I'm in debt so bad, I've got to sell myself to Andy, and I've got to serve Andy for six years because he took care of all my debts. That's how they became slaves. Andy paid all my debts. You know, a few hundred thousand. Paid all my debt. But the problem is, for six years, I'm Andy's slave. I've got to do everything Andy tells me to do. I've got to wash the car. 
clean the house, change the baby's diapers, you know, take them for walks, mow the grass. You know, for six years, I'm sitting here doing everything Andy tells me to do because Andy took me out of debt and I didn't get thrown in debtor's prison. So, but in the seventh year, Andy has to let me go. And the Lord gave him rules. It says in verse 12, If your brother, a Hebrew man or a Hebrew woman, is sold to you and serves you six years, then in the seventh year you shall let him go free from you. Okay? And he, I don't know, I'm going to jump down to verse 15. He talks about you know, sending them away, blessing them and all this. He says, You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you. Therefore I command you this thing today. In other words, the Lord said, you've got to do this. This is a law. This is a requirement. But if it happens that he says to you, I will not go away from you, Andy. I want to serve you. I want to voluntarily mow your grass and voluntarily change the kids' diapers. Voluntarily repaint your wall that you messed up. <laughs> because he loves you. I love Andy so much that I am choosing Stay his slave. I'm choosing to. I'm choosing to serve you. Now, there was a law of that because obviously there were some people that would fall in love with their, the person who owned them. And they would love them so much that they didn't want to leave them. They would gladly just, I love this person so much, I will be their slave. I will serve them for the rest of my life. And that's what the Lord was dealing with because the Lord knew that would happen. He says, since he prospers with you, that's pretty powerful. He called, I'm going to read that one more time. And if it happens that he says to you, I will not go away from you because he loves you and your house since he prospers with you. Isn't that just the way it is with the Lord? That we love the Lord. We love the Lord's house because we prosper with the Lord. The Lord knew that was going to happen. This was really a prophetic thing he would say here. Then you shall take an owl, which is you know a piece of wood from my understanding, okay, and thrust it through his ear to the door. In other words, they'd take, I guess, just an earlobe down here or somewhere in their ear, probably down here, and they would stick it up to the doorpost and stick this piece of wood, pierce their ear. Ear piercings were popular back then. That's what they would do. And he shall be your servant forever. Also to your female servants, you shall do likewise. So here, this is the picture. You have an opportunity to go free. You have this opportunity. The Lord has purchased you, the Bible says. He legally owns you. By His blood, He purchased you. Legally. God owns every person in this room who's been... In fact, He owns everybody because the Scripture says He owns everything. He owns you. God owns you. You are His slave. He can do with you whatever He wants to. That's what the Bible says. He can make you do anything He wants you to do. He could pick you up and make you bounce in that chair if He wanted to. He really does own you. But this is what God's heart is. He's saying, I'm going to set you free. I'm going to set you free. I own you, but I'm going to let you go free. And that's what He offers to every person. Is I'll let you go free. But there's some people who says, Man, I love you so much, Lord. I don't want to go free. I want to stay with you. They're making a choice. 
They're choosing to be His slave. They're choosing to serve Him. They don't have to serve Him. They don't have to give up all the things they give up for God. It's because they want to. Now that's really what God's looking for. He don't, if you want to go free, He's saying to you, go free. By all means, go free. He's not rejecting you. He's saying, you're free. You're free. And with the Lord, we always have that choice. We always have that choice where we can be free. And it does not mean we miss God. It does not mean we're going to have a curse on our life. It just means this. God has given us a choice. And He's saying this. You can make the choice. You can serve me. You can love me. You can lay your life down. You can make sacrifices for me. You can lay your face before me. But you get to do it because you choose. Not because of anything I'm going to make you do. Not because of anything anybody else is going to make you do. Not because of anything the church says to you. Not because of anything the pastor says to you. Not because of anything President Bush says to you. You get to make that choice on your own. Andy, I get to make this choice whether I'm going to stay your slave or not. I've done my six years. I get to make the choice. I'm, I'm, I'm opting out. <laughs> I love you, but them diapers have gotten to me. Now, I'm going to tell you this morning. You can opt out this morning with the Lord. You may have been a person who served God all these years, but you're just wore out and tired of it. And you can opt out this morning. But I think those words that it says right there, if He haven't, He says, yeah, I'll not go away from you because, because He loves you. Love you, Lord. And I love your house, and I've been prospered with you. I'm staying with you. Diapers and all. I'm making that choice. That means i got some diapers to change. There was a choice made. And this is what happens. We choose to worship God. This is why we worship God. This is why I worship God. I worship God because in the Bible it says this, that the Father is seeking such to worship Him. That's what it says in John 4.23. True worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking. Somewhere in my life I read that and God spoke to my heart and revealed that to my heart. And I made a choice because I felt God say to me, He's looking for people to worship Him. So that's what I said. I want to be a worshiper. I want to be a worshiper. I don't want to be a worshiper because I have to worship because they're trying to tell me at church I need to worship. I want to worship because God has revealed Himself and I've made a choice to be a worshiper. I've made that choice. Not because, well, we're going to have somebody come in and teach about worship and tell us this is the way you should worship. That ain't the reason I worship. They need to come in and teach me so I can be a better worshiper, so I can have better ways of expressing myself. But I'm worshiping because God's revealed something to my heart. He revealed a scripture that says He's looking for people to worship Him. And because I made a choice to worship Him, that's why I'm doing it. You hear me? You hear what I'm saying to you? You can make that choice. Nobody's going to make you worship God. Somebody said, well, you know, I can tell right now what y'all want, how y'all want us to worship God in this church. Y'all want everybody to be wild. Let me say something this morning. I don't want you to be wild. I don't want you to be expressive. You don't have to be. You don't have to. You get to. But you don't have to. You can choose. And you can always choose. Because the day you have to 
is the day you start moving away from God. And the day this church says you have to do it this way, it's the day we start moving away from God. And I just think it's unhealthy to have a church that says we've got to do it in this prescribed way. We choose to believe in prophecy and the spiritual gifts because of this. 1 Corinthians 14.1 Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. That's the choice. Because somewhere we have, I have read that scripture and felt like God said, said, that's really what I want. I want people who are going to really want spiritual gifts. I want people who are really going to go after prophecy. It's just God sharing His heart. Just God sharing what was in Him. But you don't have to do that. You don't have to speak in tongues. You don't have to prophesy. Nobody's going to make you. You do it because you get to. You do it because you get to make a choice. Am I going to do this or I'm not going to do it? I don't have to do it. It's between you and the Lord. It just so happens we're going to do go after it. You know? It just so happens. I'm not a pastor because I have to be a pastor. I'm not a pastor because if I don't feel like I'm going to be, oh, I'm going to really miss God, I'm going to be messed up the rest of my life. That is not why I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor because God shared His heart one day with me and said, this is what I want you to do with your life. Is that what you want to do? I made a choice to be that, to do this. I made choices. Everything that's got me to this point right now, I made some choices and decisions to do this. It wasn't because I had to do it. It was because I chose to do it. And that's the only way it could be. Because if I had to do it, I don't know if I could do it. Listen to this. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. The Lord will support you if you choose. And the Lord will bless you if you choose. He really will. He'll bless your life. Now, what we need to do is ask God for wisdom on how to express the things that He's put in our hearts. For real wisdom. Because a lot of times we do stuff and it doesn't seem like it's a very wise way we do them, the way we express them. They, they come across wrong. and People misunderstand, you know, what you're really trying to say. People misunderstand your real heart intent. People get offended at you. And see, we really live in the age where we really need the mind of the Lord to bear to show, Lord, how do we really express the things that you've put in us? that we've made a choice to go after. You know, that's really what we need is wisdom. We need wisdom to be able to do that and say, Lord, we really want to have uh, worship that really is on fire for you, Lord. But we don't want to have a church where it make people feel guilty if they don't worship like that. We don't need that. It's not the Lord. God can offend people. He is very able to offend you, but He don't need our help in offending people. He really doesn't. If he wants to offend you, he certainly doesn't need me to help him offend, help, you know, because he offends the fire out of me many times. He doesn't need our help. He doesn't need your help. If God wants to offend a person because they're staunch and religious, then that's between them and God. Let God do the offending. Don't try to offend them. Don't try to be something for God that he doesn't need. Don't try to do it. It's not worth it. 
they're just going to be offended at you and not, and not really get the truth spoken to them because you've gotten in the way. But I want, I want to tell you this. If you make a choice this morning to give yourself to the Lord, God will bless that choice. Because this is, this is what the Bible says, Mark 10, 28 through 30. Then Peter began to say to him, Sir, or see, we have left all and followed you. Now here's a guy that's making a choice. We've left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake in the gospel. See, that's covering pretty much everything that means something to people, right? Your family, your, your home, your land. I mean, that pretty much covers the spectrum of everything that's near and dear to people. And Peter was saying, you know, we've left all that for you, Lord. And here's the Lord responding. Saying, if you've left all that, if you've made this choice this morning, if you've made this choice this day to let those things go and make me the center of your life, to make me the Lord, and give yourself willingly and choosing to do that. That's what he's saying. Nobody, he says, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses, brothers and sisters, and mothers and children, and lands. Okay? In this time. He said, in this time. In other words, the Lord says, I'm going to bless those people who make these choices to give themselves to me. I'm going to make those people that say, put the earring in my ear today, Lord. I'm making a choice. I don't have to follow you, Lord. I don't have to be a diligent Christian. I don't have to be a worshiper. I don't have to be a person that's hot after you, Lord. I don't have to be a real disciple. I don't have to be. But I'm making a choice today to do that. So here I am, Lord. And the Lord's saying, you know, it's going to cost you. You're going to have to give up things to do it. You're going to have to make sacrifices to really do that. It's the truth. You're going to have to lay your life down. You're going to have to give up what you want. I'm not going to lie to you this morning. It's going to cost you everything. Everything. Just like what Peter was saying, Lord, we've given up everything for you. Everything. Family. Our possessions. And God will come for those things, I promise you. He may not physically take them away from you, but He'll come for them in your heart. You will not, if you give yourself to the Lord to be His disciple, He will come. And He will require those things from you. Some people, He physically takes them away from them. Some, He just says, you've got to give them to me. And if I see that you've really given them to me, yeah, you can just hang around, live in the house. I don't care. Because He's not after the house. He's after your heart. But you choose. You choose. And I promise you, He said, you're going to, He's going to give it back to you. He threw in that little word, with persecution. There's going to be some persecution that's going to come. People are going to misunderstand you. People are going to come after you. You know, eventually the world will. When we really get it going real hot and heavy. When that revival comes, the world will get all in an uproar. He said, in this and in the age to come, eternal life. That promise is from God. I was thinking about this day. I do not regret decisions I've made. I told the Lord that this morning. Lord, I don't regret the decisions I've made in my life. I really don't. I don't regret. I don't regret that I had a great career as an engineer that I gave it up for you, Lord. I don't regret that today. I, mean, I could regret it. 
I could, but I don't regret that because you know why I don't? I made that choice. I made that decision. I went through some days which I questioned it. A couple of weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, I went through a day where I really questioned, why did I do this? You know? There's going to be days like that when you go to question, but I don't regret it. You know why I don't? Because God has blessed me. He's blessed my life. It caused me something, you know. It's going to cost you. I'm promising you that. You're going to have to pay the price. But you don't have to do any of this. You hear what I'm saying to you? You don't have to. And this is what I want to wash out of this church. I want to wash out of this church this attitude that you have to. Okay? I want to wash it out. I want to, give, I want to have a church where the attitude is this. I get to lay my life down. I get to. I do it because I'm making a decision. I'm making a choice. Now, honestly, the outworking of that can get sort of rough at times. <laughs> you know, it really can get dirty and nasty feeling. But are y'all with me this morning? Now, this is the true gospel. This is the true truth I'm telling you. See, I don't need, if I was over in Africa and I didn't know anything, somebody coming to my door and telling me, if you don't join our church, your kids are going to die. That ain't, that ain't what I need. Well, we're a lot slicker about it in America. You know, we ain't guys out front. But we'd flat curse a person if they didn't do it our way. And that's not the Lord. It's not the Lord. And let me just say this. If you have felt that, if you felt it from me, I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't mean it. <laughs> I was messed up that day. Okay? I'm serious. I want to set this church free. I want to set you free to make your choice about the Lord. And by the grace of God, you are what you are. And I want you to stand in that and be happy in that and prosper in that. You hear what I'm saying? So, Lord, I'm asking you right now to wash away any of that old garbage, Lord. Just wash it out of this church, Lord. Wash it off in people, Lord. Any attitude in this church that says we have to, Lord, I want to get rid of it. I want to get rid of it, Lord. Just, just clean, it, clean the place out, Lord. And Lord, I want to have an attitude in this church, Lord, that says we get to because we chose to be your disciples. We chose, Lord, to give our life to you, Lord. We chose that, Lord. And nobody's making us do anything, Lord. We chose it. So we ask you right now, Lord, to cleanse us. Cleanse us, Lord. Wash, Lord. Let your word wash away those things, Lord. Lord, let your word wash away an attitude of uniformity. And Lord, you're the most creative God there ever was, and you don't care about seeing everybody dressed the same and saying the same thing and acting the same way and expressing themselves the same way. Lord, I ask you to wash that out of this church. Lord, we want real, true, Holy Spirit-inspired unity. That's what we ask you for this morning. Not that counterfeit stuff, Lord. We ask you to do that, Lord. Now I just want to release, Lord, real freedom in here. Real freedom, Lord. Where people can make the choice. That's your freedom in the Lord. You make the choice. You make the choice this morning. You want to allow Him to be your Lord... If you really want to be the Lord's slave, 
You, I want to give you the freedom to make that choice this morning. I'm not talking about being this church's slave. I'm talking about being the Lord's slave. If you want to make that choice this morning, that is something we, you need to do. You're going to get to choose it. I want to ask you to come forward this morning if you want to make a choice to be the Lord's slave. Give yourself to Him. Be His disciple. You're making the choice. If you don't want to make that choice, please do not make that choice. If you really feel like that's what God's spoken to you this morning, I would like you to come up and play hands on in. Ask the Lord to really drive that thing into your ear this morning. And you know what that means? about being Andy's slave. It means, Lord, I'm going to keep cleaning the diapers because I'm making a choice today to clean those diapers. I'm making a choice today to cut the grass because I'm going to become, I'm going to be your slave. My real choice, though, is this, is I'm giving myself to you to be what you've called me to be and I don't have to do it I don't have to do it, but I'm choosing to do it. And I know, God, it is going to cost me. It is going to cost me everything. You guys stand up here. I'm going to tell you, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you everything. Everything that you have, God's going to come for. He'll come for your kids. He'll come for your kids. He'll come for your wife. He'll come for your career. He'll come for all of it. Trust me. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to leave your kids and leave them behind or what all that is, but He's going to come for them in your heart. You need to count the cost. Can you really do it? You know, Peter wasn't, didn't think he could do it. But the Lord said, Peter, when you get to be an old man, they're going to lead you around and make you go where you don't want to go. And he was able to do it. They would do it because he did it with what God put in him. He allowed the Lord to serve him. He allowed the Lord to impart in him power to live the life of a disciple. I don't want to live the life of a disciple without the Lord. I don't want to try to lay down things without the Lord. Some of you got a self-life that's just wicked. I mean, it's just too strong. I had a dream about somebody in this church last night. I just want to tell you this. Uh, I pray the Lord you'd tell, speak that to this person. But this person's self lived in this old nasty pond. And the person, it was the person's self came up. And I started fighting. I was like fighting itself. I realized, man, he's, he's too powerful for me. He's too powerful for me. I can't, I can't beat this man's self. And the Lord spoke to him and said, You're not supposed to. It's not your job. You tell him. You tell him, you mortify the deeds of your flesh. You deal with it. I'm not going to do it because it's going to kill me. So I told this person in this dream, the person's in here this morning, you better deal with your self-life because your self-life is strong. But you're going to have to do it. I can't do it for you. Your wife can't do it for you. You better do it. It's going to kill you because it's powerful. That's really what I'm talking about. It's going to cost you everything. Your self-will.
I'm going to tell you one other thing. How the Lord really spoke to me when I was going to, to Africa. I, told, I was very foolishly told the Lord this. Lord, when I step across the threshold into that airplane, you can do anything to me you want to. Anything. I have no choices. I've made one choice, God. And my choice was to go to Africa. And whatever you want to do to me over there, you can do to me. And you know what the first thing the Lord said to me? He said, that ain't right, God. I said, what? What do you mean it's not right? He said, I want you like that all the time. All the time. Every day of your life. I get on an airplane, guess where I go sit? Middle seat. Guess where I hate to sit? Middle seat. I would, my normal self would have went right to the girl and said, I can't sit here. And, but I remember when I sat down, the Lord said, He said, whatever happens, happens. And you know what? For two weeks, I, mean, I had some moments where I wanted to resist. But it was one of the blessed times in my life because everything that happened to me, I said, well, you know what? I'm over here in Africa. I can't be doing anything else. So whatever. <laughs> whatever, Lord. This is what you want, and I'm not happy with it. Well, that's great. But I'm here for what you want me to be, so I'm going to submit myself. And it can really change your life, because you realize how self-centered you are, and self-motivated, how everything has to be your way. But when you make a choice like that, Lord, I'm yours, whatever you want to do, let's just go with the flow here, Lord. Lord, you see these people, they're making a decision this morning to be your love slave. That's what they're making, Lord. They're making a decision. They're saying just what I said to you when I got on the airplane. Lord, I am yours. I voluntarily give my life to you to live a radical lifestyle of denying myself, of laying my life down to allow you to come forth and be the real Lord of my life. I make that choice that I volunteer myself today, Lord, to serve you and to submit to you Lord, I know if I do that, you'll give me the strength to do it. You'll give me the power to do it, Lord. And I thank you for that strength and power right now in Jesus' name. Just receive that. Raise your hands to the Lord and receive God's strength to be His disciple. Because you can't do it without Him. You can't do it. You'll fail. You'll get mad. You'll get frustrated. Things won't go your way. Receive His strength to be able to do it. Lord, I release your strength now. The strength of being a disciple. The strength to follow you, Lord. To follow the Lamb. Lord, I release that right now in this room to these people who've got their hands raised to you, Lord. That they would be able to follow you, Lord, when it's good. And they'd be able to follow you when it's bad. They'd be able to follow you, Lord, when it hurts. And they'd be able to follow you when it feels good, Lord. But in any situation they find their life in, Lord, they would be able to do it, Lord.